The Other Side of the News is a current and dynamic companion to augment the discussions from the other side of midnight. We investigate, explore, and extrapolate facts to gain better understanding of current affairs and events, and thus... To bring comfort and calm to our wide international audience. It's a spontaneous commentary. Based on well-verified references vetted through vigilance and discernment. Our desire, desire is to awaken your imagination with questions. Questions that have not been asked, yet need answering. The other side of the news is a place where you can come and be with us in community. Learning new things, asking questions, getting compelling answers, and interesting viewpoints. It's about curiosity. We present thought-provoking questions to incite your mind, propelling you to see the world in another way. Propelling you to see the world in another way. With clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events. Tune in for a balanced view of the other side of the news. Welcome. My name is Timothy Saunders. I'm one of your trio of co-hosts on this 71st edition of The Other Side of the News. I'm speaking to you this early morning from southwest Turkey. As the sun rises here, whichever time zone you are currently experiencing, hopefully you are relaxing into this show and are eager to hear some fascinating insights from our latest guest. I will soon be joined by Kintia from her platform in the Bay Area, together with Anetta Driscoll, who is located nearby, also in California. This show is entitled, To Jab or Not to Jab. If you've not been too drawn in to the seemingly disastrous distractions going on in Afghanistan and the subsequent ripples that continue to reverberate on the man who apparently gave the order to retreat or retract, then you may not have missed a few other signs of panic that are also now even being shared by some mainstream and social media outlets. The world, when seen from a high altitude vantage point, whose weak-minded puppet leaders were so swiftly taken over by the hidden global elite, or minority as I prefer to call them, according to their unified global COVID-19 pandemic strategy, has so far never looked in such a state of disarray. While they continue to attempt to roll out their strategy in both hemispheres, according to seasonal differences, Australia and New Zealand continue to bear the brunt of this tyrannical power grab. However, the citizens there continue to grow in awareness of the true nature of this pandemic and are now more bravely showing up to demonstrations in larger numbers than ever before, despite the government trying to discourage their momentum by threatening them with horrendously expensive and unprecedented fines. We have recently seen many crowds face off with the police and riot squads who were not only provoking these peaceful protests, but were also armed with pepper spray, tear gas and rubber bullets, which they ultimately used. This clear escalation on the part of the government is now being met with new countermeasures by the people, which is said to take effect any time within the next few days. A mass lockdown of key government buildings and even selected outer city limits is being planned by truck drivers, 
While this may seem to be a shot in the foot, local commentators are saying if the country is going to be locked down, then it should be locked down under the terms of the people, not the tyrannical government. We should keep a sharp eye on how this situation develops in the coming week. As the pushback down under intensifies, France continues to demonstrate against Micron's mandatory vax passport, which means people may not even buy food from supermarkets without a green star. Of course, the French know one or two things about revolutions and retain a very powerful national anthem, lest they never forget. This is clearly another country to keep an eye on in the near future. While the temperature continues to rise in each of these crucibles, there are many other positive and remarkable developments occurring around the world. Following Texas and Florida in the USA, we have subsequently heard from Ontario and Alberta, Canada, who have seen legal wins setting precedents which have resulted in a reversal of COVID mandatory measures. Spain has recently voted to dismiss the VAX passport as a discriminatory violation of their citizens' rights. That should make border crossings more interesting across the Pyrenees. We have also seen Denmark formally announce it will abolish all COVID measures on or before the 1st of October and added many restrictions may even terminate as early as September the 1st. And this morning, Germany has publicly announced the government has decided to significantly reevaluate the entire situation with regard to COVID-19 and the vaccination rollout. Keith, kindly play standard step A. Dear citizens, ladies and gentlemen, the new Federal Minister of Health, Dr. Rudolf, has appointed me interim president of the Robert Koch Institute. Yesterday, my task is to consult the government and implement new decisions in the Robert Koch Institute and inform you, the public, about the developments. As you know, the federal government has reassessed the hazard situation. The risk for infections with coronaviruses will be reviewed and seen as very low for the time being, which is due to the summertime and the season for respiratory illnesses will only start in autumn and winter. Beyond this, we have started to re-evaluate the criteria to estimate the hazards. That is good news and that is going to give most of you relief. But I have to inform you as well that meanwhile we have been receiving reports on side effects of the corona vaccinations which have triggered the federal government to pass a moratorium and that means the vaccinations are not recommended any longer. Second, the license of the vaccinations has been put on hold for the next two weeks so vaccinations are not possible at the moment and all competent government bodies are going to gather information to allow the federal government to come to solid and sound conclusions on how to proceed. Dear citizens, please stay confident. You can rely on the federal government to do everything possible to come to decisions with all due diligence to handle possible risks we may be facing and develop the respective solutions. Bundeskanzler Dr. Fürmich has set up 
a government team with of excellent experts, especially in the area of health. That was an excerpt from Stephen Kohn on behalf of the German Federal Ministry of Health. So where does this place us on the ramp to starting another school year and to entering autumn and winter for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere? Are we falling victim to disinformation? Is this a period of calm before the next storm? Or has the minority realized there are now too many people awake to their agenda to reach their next milestone? Naturally, I prefer to believe the latter. However, it is more likely all three of these comments hold some truth. One thing is for sure, while there remain an entire group of individuals who seem to remain oblivious to this pandemic strategy, and are now most likely glued to their TV screens, as a more traditional form of terrorism is being used to generate actual terror and fear porn. There are more and more people each week who do there are more and more people this week, excuse me, there are more and more people each week who do dare to think otherwise. I believe it is inevitable that we are all headed on a course that will reach some form of critical mass, humanity's next nemesis, perhaps. Let's hope people choose the smart way, not like Shakespeare's Hamlet, to discern the truth from the noise, from the information they're being bombarded with, and to choose to evolve peacefully in accordance with truth and justice. I very much look forward to hearing our guests' perspective regarding this essential awakening process, all with a view to illuminate the best path to lead us to a positive outcome. You may find us at www.theothersideofthenews.com. There you will see details for the show, quick links to our bios, as well as links to our show items, references, and selected research. As usual, there's a huge collection of information to read, watch, and listen to, most of which has been handpicked from independent sources. I urge you to study them and even download your own copies sooner than later, as censorship robots are working around the clock to rewrite our history in real time. During the last week, we've been inundated by yet another wave of remarkable events and headlines reported in the news. To discuss, validate, present each topic in correct context could all too easily fill up an entire show by itself. As the other side of the news is not per se a typical news show, in order to make the best use of our available airtime, I believe we should plot a direct course to greet the rest of our team and to introduce our special return guest, Maz Paldi. Good evening, Kintia. Good evening, Anessa. Have your shares in Pfizer entered a bull market or rather a bullshit market this week? I hate to say this, but my mom, who took the jab, and um, I'll tell a little bit about that, but uh, yeah, she has Pfizer shares. Imagine that. Um, yeah, I think they're hitting the bullshit market, Timothy. I, I, I do. I actually have an excerpt, uh, which we'll play in just a second, of our illustrious, in this country, in the United States, our illustrious press secretary for the uh, Biden regime in the uh, so-called White House, in the faux White House, um, that one. And she's, she actually has a Freudian slip. So, it, Keith, if you could play excerpt A and if you guys hear what I hear. Everything from uh, COVID-19 and uh, our efforts to address the global pandemic to everything from uh, COVID-19 and uh, our efforts to address the global pandemic to everything from uh, COVID-19 and uh, our efforts to address the global pandemic to... So did you catch that? That slip there? I think that's one of the cracks in the narrative. Is it intentional? 
Is it a mistake? Is it Freudian? We don't know, but things are starting to pop up everywhere. And that's really, really interesting. So, you know, we have all of these things going on. It's, it's massive. Timothy touched on a lot of the things going on around the world. Uh, Germany, I think, is particularly interesting. Statements are about assessing the damage. I mean, they're actually coming right out front and saying, you know, there's really serious uh, problems with this, and we are halting it for two weeks to just assess the damage. Japan, on the other hand, is recommending ivermectin, and they have also, they're not getting as much play, but they've also halted all of the jabs. And uh, they have stated that they are finding foreign substances, unidentified foreign substances in, um, in 39 of the vials that they tested, and they, these substances, besides we don't know what the ingredients are, some of us do, uh, there are a few millimeters in size. Oh my, what could that be? So we have a lot of things going on. Um, uh, also, there is, and I, I haven't followed up on this. I just saw this. So I did see uh, videos of it, but um, they are putting up uh, lights, particularly in Milwaukee. There's a lot of them, uh, of these ultraviolet lights. And they say, and I have seen videos of people that are glowing in the dark after the vaccine under uh, ultraviolet, uh, otherwise known as black light. Okay, so they, uh, those are stories that I haven't been able to fully confirm, so, but I am putting things up on, I'm putting up tons of this and videos up on the Patrick Henry channel on Telegram, which we put the link up in this show. That's actually where I'm putting all my news items mostly. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's interesting that that's going on. Um, so other countries around the world, you know, we know what's going on in France. I mean, give it to the French people, really. They, you know, they can't go into restaurants or all kinds of, you know, they, they really can't do anything without this stinking uh, green passport thing. They decided to picnic in the uh, streets. That, that's, that's creative. And it really makes the point. If you won't let us go into the restaurants that sit empty and are going out of business, we'll just take it out into the streets and I'll picnic out in the streets. And I, I love that attitude and that idea that they've got going on. Now, that's the good side. Um, there's, there's much going on. Australia is fighting back and France and, in fact, places all over the world. Denmark has made great progress. If we're going to find out more about that from our guest tonight, Canada is making progress, although they're very, very suppressed. So we have some really good stuff. But on the other side of that, we also have what I found was a, um, and I also put this video up, uh, it was AURS, which stands for Anonymous Unvaccinated Reporting System. And they are giving out $2,500 uh, per report sweepstakes. So basically, you're in, for every report, you report on your friends and family. And for every report you put in, you get a chance at winning $2,500 per week per report in their sweepstakes system. And so if you want to report your family and friends, you can make some extra cash that way. And what I ask is, Really? Uh, does this sound anything like hmm, what the Nazis uh, did before? Do you remember that? Uh, unbelievable that people would actually do this. But I, I do not know a single family that has not been affected um, and in, in a quite a negative way. There is such dissent between families about this uh, vaccine to vax to not vax, um, complete brainwashing and you know, they're basically they're what I call captured consciousness. 
So we have all that going forward. In the meantime, there's been a lot of confusions about this release of the FDA. And, and I'm going to come back to the timing on that. But right now, this FDA approval of the uh, vaccine. Well, I have read uh, probably 20 different uh, interpretations. I've read the actual letters from the FDA. It goes round and round and round as to what they're actually saying. But this is what I can tell you for sure is the outcomes the outcome of what we're looking at here. We have these uh, two different letters from the FDA. It's not just one. So they're actually trying to um, conflagulate the issue here. It is a full approval of the one type, but there's none of that manufactured. And there's some really interesting stuff because they normally, you know, when you have a drug that gets released, you have a, a website. There's a lot of fans there. That website is up for six to 12 months in advance. There's no website. I personally, completely what people would call conspiracy theory, I call it conspiracy analytics. But anyway, uh, I think that what we got going on is a big sting operation because in the end, what this does is it removes their uh, indemnity from the liability. They have, they, they lose that, that shield they've been hiding behind. They have to come forward in the next 14 days. I think this was released two days ago. So um, they have to release what's in there, the ingredients. They have to actually report the safety data. And we haven't had any of that. All we have is the voluntary VAERS reporting system, which they've actually been suppressing and deleting stuff off of. And we know that even at its best, it's reporting between 1% and 5% of the actual uh, reactions that are out there. So that, that's huge, and I, I'd really keep the eye on that. Now, the problem with this, of course, is that going forward, they're going forward as if it's totally approved and it's okay. And it's, um, it's, it's not, of course. Uh, so I think uh, we still, we're still going to have to deal with, you know, getting out of this, getting exemptions, et cetera. And, I, and our guest, again, is going to talk about some of that. So, uh, and then there's the movement within the Patriots, and I'm going to call the Patriots the people that, you know, aren't going along with the program. Uh, the people that aren't going along with the program, they, they, you know, are generally Trump supporters, but there is dissent there, too, because he keeps promoting this, this jab. And honestly, I don't know anyone who is aware of this agenda who does support the jab. And so this is a problem. He had the largest rally uh, ever uh, last, I think, Sunday in Alabama. And um, he got cheers for everything. It was unbelievable. It was a great speech, everything. But he brought up the vax, and he about got booed off the stage. So there's something definitely going on there. It's it's, kind of out of of control on this. Uh, And I say, well, hmm, isn't this interesting about this FDA timing of this letter the same day? Uh, that came out on Monday, the same day, the uh, audit, and it's a partial audit because they still hadn't turned over a lot of the subpoena data for the Arizona audits, but it was presented to the Congress on the same day. And so it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a really interesting time. I think this is, this is Annetta's personal viewpoint and prediction here. What I think we have coming together is we, you know, we have this convergence of all of these potential things. Uh, I haven't, you know, talked too much about about the international so far, but 
we have all of these things coming together, the election audit results, the, the potential for the Durham report, the Epstein-Nexium thing, the pandemic, all of this stuff seeping out. And all of these are international in their uh, scope. In, in once these things are released, this is, this is not unique to the United States. It's, it's the genesis of the United States. But the whole uh, effect is that. And I find that really interesting because this is a very divided country. And I was going to focus this week on the red and the blue states and the migration and, and all of that. But this stuff kind of superseded it with the uh, this stuff going on in Afghanistan, et cetera. And I find it really interesting that all of these things are coming to the forefront. We have a election in California, a recall election, which is already showing itself to be very corrupt. They've already found uh, ballots being destroyed, things like that. Uh, the ballots are not printed up properly. Uh, it's been, you know, there, there's unlimited funding for gruesome newsome and yet big restrictions on everyone else. So it's a really uh, interesting place. We have 40 million people that live in California out of a country that was 320 million. So this is a big deal. This state, I live in California, trying to get out, but uh, this, this state is in big, big trouble. It's, it is democratically controlled. However, it has statistically, as far as registered voters, been a Republican state. So again, it brings to question how fair have these elections been and how unfair have they been for how long? And there's a lot of people, I'm one of them, that feels like, well, the reason that this has been happening is we've had these corrupted elections. I used to work for the election board and, um, way back 30 years ago. And uh, you know, I quit because I could see what was going on. And that was before all the Dominion machines and everything. So this has been going on a very long time. So I think what we're seeing is this, this kind of this, you know, we're going to have this volcanic eruption. And I really believe that in the next two to three weeks, we'll see some major revelations. There's so many things that are on the edge. And I, and I think that one of the reasons we might be seeing this when we see it is that we have a situation in Afghanistan that is absolutely beyond dreadful. There's three, uh, there's, there's, uh, three articles of impeachment that have been drafted up for the inept Biden, and he's completely incompetent. He's shown that to the world. There isn't really anybody who could look at that unless you're completely brain dead that could say, well, to run a country. Uh, he needs to be court-martialed. He, what he's done is a military crime. He needs to be court-martialed, not impeached. That's Annette's opinion, but I'm sticking with it. The guy is senile, he's stupid, he's arrogant, and he's ignorant. And this is a really dangerous combination. Don't like the guy. He's a pervo. He's a pedo. And I've said this the whole time. I'm just being upfront and very public about it right now. Um, but I call him runaway Biden. He's, he's run away from a situation that he created. But there is no running away. And I think that maybe what we're seeing here is this is the – an issue that's uniting not only Americans, they, the poll, is, it's like unbelievable. I think it depends on the poll between 80 and 90% of people in America actually do not agree with what's going on. They're very upset. They're, you know, just, uh, they're just horrified at what Biden has done. So this is uniting a very divided country and in fact, uniting the world and all the, uh, the uh, stuff is showing up, all the cracks in the narrative, and there's actually really uh, good stuff showing up around this. So 
I think that, you know, we have a situation. We Yesterday, we had the, the attack in the Kabul airport, and it, Kabul airport, and it was bad. I mean, at the time, I haven't looked into it, uh, actually, I haven't had time today. But, you know, the, the dead, there were 12 dead initially and 15 injured as far as the U.S. military. But then what's not talked about so much is there's 60 dead of the other. And what's the other? Is it is it our former allies? And I say former very carefully because, you know, we, we bolted out on our allies. This is not okay. And we also left our loyal Afghans that were cooperating with us to be slaughtered. Um, there's a, so there's 60 more dead of the other and 140 more injured. And that was as of yesterday afternoon, which is the last time I checked into those numbers. <clears throat> so this is not an okay situation. And I remind people, you know, Winston Churchill stated, the further we look back, the clearer and more understanding we have of our futures. And again, we need to remember our past or we're doomed to repeat it. And the consciousness needs to shift. We can't be spoon-fed this stuff. You need to wake up. You need to wake people up around you. You need to get their thinking, their critical thinking, their cognitive abilities back online. And um, there's this, you know, this blight reaction of the Biden administration has made a catastrophic situation even worse than it would have been. But I question, is this to unite us? There are many players and we are at war. And one of the things that goes on here is that we don't always, we, we can be seeing the opposite play out for positive reasons. And so I'm going to stay with that idea. I think we should be becoming active in any way. I wrote to uh, Trump and told him what I thought this week. And I'm not the only person who did that. We can write to whoever we choose. We can go to uh city hall meetings, we can be opposed, we can sign petitions, we can go to uh, protests. There are many, many things we can do. We can especially speak to others and inform them and help them see, help them see through the murk of the, you know, the, the, it's, a, it's very murky. War is very murky. So I had a friend who wrote this, and I want to read this little thing to you, which kind of sums up everything that I'm talking about. The ones that can see the deception and rebel against the system are not always the type of people you would expect. To be able to see through the illusion does not depend on how intelligent or educated you are. It depends on your level of consciousness. Some of the most educated people could be the most indoctrinated. They can be so stuck in belief systems and thought patterns that it is hard for them to change their perspective. The ones that are standing up and speaking out are the conscious people, the sensitive ones, the observers, the intuitives, the ones that reach the level of awareness to perceive and acknowledge the suppression and enslavement. They have become immune to mind control and manipulation. They are risking their reputation, the relationships with their family and friends by not partaking and contributing to the agenda of the system by choosing differently for their freedom, for everyone's freedom. And that kind of sums up what I have to say for this week. I do have one funny excerpt that I'd like to have played. Uh, Keith, if you could play excerpt B, and that's the end of what I have to say for this week. 
said it doesn't spread from person to person. It does. Then they said it, you don't have to wear a mask. Then they said 14 days to slow the spread and flatten the curve. Then they said you do need to wear a mask. Then they said it's only carried in droplets. Then they said it's airborne. Then they said Walmart and Home Depot are okay, but church is not. Then they said it won't spread during protests, but it will spread during rallies. Then they said don't trust Trump's vaccine. Then they said that uh, natural immunity doesn't last. Then they said you got to trust Biden's vaccine. Then they said if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. They said if you're vaccinated, you won't spread COVID. Then they said vaccinated people can catch COVID, but we're not counting those. Then they said you have to wear a mask again because you can't spread it. Mm, what are they going to say tomorrow and why should I believe them? So with that, we'll go to break. And thank you for joining us tonight on the other side of the news. And we will come right back with our guest, Mads Paldick, and we'll return shortly. Well, I think you're looking with this great reset, you're looking at Mr. Globaloni's efforts to move everybody into a cashless society, which, you know, like it or not, that's a one-way mirror, folks. Because at that point, you're not dealing with a currency. You're dealing with a corporate coupon that they can adjust the value of at the push of a button, depending on whether or not you're good little boys and girls. And if you're getting into a system where all of the infrastructure of financial clearing is in the hands of the bankers, that's not a system you want to go into. You look at the West, and more importantly, if you look at what some people call the Anglosphere, the, the Western powers that are English-speaking, the United Kingdom, Canada, United States, and so on. I do think it's the case there. They're using a health crisis really to drive a, a political agenda, and the health crisis itself is largely blown way, way out of proportion to what's actually the case. If you look at what Mr. Globalone is up to, they are recreating slavery. And the, the thing that is unique about slavery is they now have the means of perfecting the capital because now they can literally implant your body with the means to track you. It's not going to go away overnight, but there are already uh, I think some hopeful signs of cracks beginning to appear in the edifice. This is Joseph P. Farrell, and for all the news the media doesn't like you to hear, tune in to the other side of the news. side of the news. Our guest tonight is Matt Palsby, and I'm so excited to have him returning after a year to update us on what's happening in Denmark. Matt Palsby is the chairman of the political party JFK 21, which stands for Earth, 
freedom and knowledge in Danish. He started out as a banker and left that career when he observed firsthand the deep corruption. Mass is a talented and dedicated fixed-income foreign exchange and derivatives trader, offering over 28 years of experience coupled with fluent understanding of corporate financial markets. His best performance to date has been a one-year return of $93 million due to a combination of three trading strategies contributing with non-correlated trades. Mass is a good decision maker, skilled in inspiring co-workers and building strong working relationships with various colleagues in individual and team settings. He is a skilled communicator, fluent in English, Danish, and Swedish, with a basic knowledge of German, French, and Russian. Mass is proficient in deftly explaining complex technical terms to a wide range of clientele, possessing a comprehensive understanding of industry norms and regulations. Welcome to the other side of the news, Matt. So good to have you back. Oh, my God. There's so much to talk about. It's, it's as, as if one month is one year, isn't it? Um, I mean, so much has been happening. And they thought it started with two weeks to flatten the curve. And here we are 18 months later. And, um, I mean, you know, the world has been split between people who are cult followers and have, have taken the Kool-Aid, as you say, and uh, and people who, who who look at facts and and can see that why would you inject yourself with with, with deadly poison and fertility destroying ingredients when there is a cure for the this uh, pandemic which is hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin and other things like the, the guy in Madagascar invented something as well. Um, so why would you do this? And, and, and especially, why would you do it to children? Children, little kids, they should not be responsible. If some guy is 83 years old, he's been smoking 40 cigarettes a day and drinking you know, five or six units of alcohol a day, and, and then the kids should then take this uh, vaccine so that he maybe, in theory, might live another uh, two weeks. It's, it's totally insane. And we now see the death tolls in Denmark, May, June, and July, on, overall, are 5.5% higher than the year before. That's the, we've never seen so many pe- people dying in Denmark, ever. And for people who are over 70 years of age, it's 10% higher in May, June, and July. So the vaccine is killing people. That's really shocking, but not surprising. I mean, because we're seeing it all, all around the world. And so your JFK party, what, what have you been doing about this? Oh, my goodness. We have been uh, demonstrating. We, um, we demonstrated last autumn for several months in front of and around the parliament with pots and pans like the, the Icelandic people did so successfully uh, 12 years ago uh, with the banking scandal. And we have actually managed to persuade even the social democrats who proposed the law on epidemics to vote against their own law. So they, we ended up uh, with the, the entire parliament voting against the law on epidemics. Then they, they then three months later issued a law on epidemics that even I would subscribe to. But then they uh, very sneakily added some announcements, or I believe you call them executive orders in America, 
which then if you add all these executive orders up, it actually, they, they got the old, uh, the, 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 the law and epidemics through, uh, if you add it all together. And then they had to change the corona from a very contagious disease to a uh, society critical and very uh, dangerous disease from a category B to a category A disease. So they, they by, by doing these executive orders and also changing this, this disease that clearly is not very dangerous, it's less deadly than the flu. And by the way, uh, how did that happen? But the flu disappeared. We normally, we normally have hundreds of thousands of, of, of people with flu in Denmark. We've had 17, one seven, 17 instances of flu in Denmark. I wonder what happened there. So, um, so the, the, then, so it, it's clearly a fraud. But the good news is that the, these executive orders and, and announcements are inferior to the constitution and human rights and international treaties in legal standing. So it's not worth anything. Of course, that is without the monopoly on power. And we've seen that in several countries in Europe where court cases almost every single time have, has gone against the, the, the official narrative um, uh, that the, the globalists are pushing uh, over the population. But we saw, for example, in Germany that the, the German government just totally ignored all these court cases that said that the lockdown is, is anti-constitutional and you, you cannot do it. They just, uh, they just made a new law saying that we can do whatever we want, no matter what the, the, the court is saying. So it's not as bad uh, as that here in Denmark, because I actually just won a court case uh, against the Danish government, uh, which uh, I thought was uh, quite surprising. But it was it was basically my daughter who arrived in, Co in Copenhagen Airport. And uh, the government insists that we take a PCR test that they poke us in our nose with a stick. And uh, my daughter, being my, my girl, of course, didn't want to do that. So they yeah, said they, were gonna, they, would, they, would, they would find her, yeah? And of course, uh, she's a busy girl uh, studying, studying psychology, 23 years old. So she didn't look, read the electronic mail from the government. So she then um, ended up going to court. Well, she didn't go to court because she didn't read her electronic mail, so she was convicted to pay 500 euros or go six days to jail. Then she read her electronic mail and she said, Dad, what am I going to do? So, so we had two weeks to complain, and then I wrote to the, to, uh, a complaint to the court, and uh, it was then going to the next uh, instance of, of the court, and there the prosecutor, not the defense, not the, the judge, but the prosecution asked for my daughter's acquittal. They they throw they threw the towel in the ring and basically I, I, I um, what I what I claimed was that this this uh, announcement or executive order that that uh, that they insist on poking people's noses with sticks when on a, upon arrival in Denmark is against the constitution and you cannot set aside the constitution freedom of, of movement and the freedom to choose uh, which uh, whether you want to be part of a medical procedure or not that you cannot uh, demand that. From um, from from uh, from anybody, and they had to acknowledge that. So I, th I thought it was a, a massive massive victory um, for for all of us. And um, yeah, I was very pleased with with that re result. Well, I'm sure that your daughter really takes after you, and we need more of that here in America. 
I'd have to say that here in America, we've been noting the same things, how they keep changing the parameters of what is and what isn't and back and forth and back and forth. There's sly manipulation of terms and descriptions of terms. So Matt, you were talking briefly right before we got on the show about the how we got here and in, in regards to the Constitution and whether we uh, acknowledge that and, and actually play by those rules or otherwise. But there was a whole story that you started to tell that I thought our audience would really be interested in is how we got here, why we the, the consciousness was manipulated from the beginning after not having, you know, not fair and and true reporting after World War One. Would you would you go into that a little bit? Go down that path. Well, thanks very much for giving me the opportunity to to tell that story because I think it is so important. And and, and what I believe is that we have. We have the, the people in power, they are committing so many crimes against humanity. And whenever they are caught, uh, they always get away with it. And they, they just say, okay, now we, we realize that someone committed a, a crime against humanity. Maybe they, they put one or two guys in, in jail. And then they say, oh, it'll never happen again. And I think that the media has been lying for nonstop, certainly since uh, World War One. And, um, and, 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 that, and, and the reason they, 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 I, still, I believe they are still lying is because they get away with it. So after this lockdown is over, we must have a number 2.0. We must, uh, uh, we must con- convict some of the, the, the guilty people in mainstream media because it's so blatantly how they're doing that they're lying. And World War I uh, started this whole thing, I believe, because um, half of the German, uh, sorry, half of the American nation had at least one parent uh, who was German. So in the beginning, uh, most most Americans were supporting Germany during World War One, and um, and even the Jewish people in um, in America were supporting Germany because Germany was the country in Europe where Jews were treated the best. So. Uh, it, it, it was a huge effort to, to, uh, to sway the public. And the, what, what, what happened was Germany, they, they beat Russia, they surrendered, they lost a large parts of, of Western Russia, which is now Ukraine. They lost uh, the Baltic nations. They lost um, they, uh, even Finland. They, they became independent for the first time in 1917 as well. And, um, and then they were like 15 kilometers outside of Paris, and Germany offered peace. Just the peace terms was let's just go back to where we where we came from and let's just forget about this whole mess. It's horrible. And the the the, the French and the English public and a lot of, of the politicians were very tempted to go along with that because um, you know a lot of the people did not like to get their their, their sons back in body bags. So um, then. Then some English uh, politicians decided to have to 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 offer the 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 uh, Lord Rothschild's uh, Palestine, even though it was not the English to give because Palestine was part of the Ottoman Empire. But they offered it, and they, they made this what is called the, the Bel- Lord Balfour Declaration, and this was Lord Balfour who offered uh, Palestine to uh, to to make a a, um, a Jewish homeland. And then uh, Lord Rothschild, through J.P. Morgan, bought the 25 largest newspapers in America, fired the editor, put in his own man, and then started 
printing non-stop lies and propaganda, as in German soldiers were spearing babies to the church doors. Where did we hear that again? In 1991, where the, this, uh, this American um, advertising agency, which, which uh, owner was best friends with George Bush Sr., they, they came up with a story that if we say that, that the, the, the Iraqi soldiers threw babies on the, on the, on the concrete, the cold concrete floor, that would get people to, to allow to attack Iraq. So they, they, they used the same lies again and again. And, um, and, and so, so that it was how they, they got, they, they swayed the, the, the public to, to accept going into World War I. And they needed, of course, also the false flag with Lusitania, which was carrying weapons into, into Europe. So the, the, Germans, uh, the German government put the newspaper articles all over uh, America, do not travel with Lusitania. It is a ship that is sailing with, uh, with weapons, so you cannot sail in that. It is, it, it is, it is uh, you know, a target. In, we are at war here, and it's, it's delivering weapons to England. Then when it when then it sailed uh, the ship sailed with with uh, protection with warships uh, protecting it and when it arrived into the to the uh, channel between England and France it just sailed around in circles until a, a German U-boat uh, came along it it, it left its um, its protection the, the 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 warships that were protecting it and just sailed around in circles it was it was on purpose that it was sunk and that was then. The tipping point that made okay then okay we'll we'll have to start to enter into World War One even though the the vast majority of Americans did not want to take part in a European uh, slaughterhouse so I think that this story is so important and and I'm appalled that that uh, that not all children learn about this story in school they should all it should all be obligatory mandatory that children should learn about how mainstream media are lying through their teeth and how they how, how we how, how we uh, and this is one of the reasons why we are here uh, today with with this corona pandemic um where where, where they they still uh, think they're gonna get away with it but um i'm working on the media i'm trying to to tell them what the way i work with the media in denmark is of course they are ignoring me and at best, they're sending their youngest journalist to make some kind of fun with me or something, whatever, and, and taking what I say out of context and, um, you know, but, um, but what I say to them, I basically say to them, you know, you, you should think it, you should be a little bit egoistic here. You should think about yourself because um, if, if I'm right that this, these vaccines really are dangerous, when people start losing their family members, and when they then when they realize they're not going to become grandparents because their children are now infertile because due to the vaccines, you know they can't get hold of Bill Gates, they can't get hold of Fauci, they can't get hold of George Soros, but they can get hold of the journalists and the and the Danish local and and national politicians, and they can get hold of of the the the, the school leaders who forced their children to to be vaccinated and tested nonstop and going around with masks. So they should they should start thinking about what you know it's human nature it's yeah, human nature to walk down the street right exactly yeah well this is you know this this goes back to what I was saying that that quote from uh, Winston Churchill about the further we look back the clearer uh, we understand the, our futures because actually the elite term the minority which I love 
they are not very creative. They do the same thing over and over again. And it's like, okay, people wake up, you're being manipulated again. And my, my question, I guess, for everyone is, you know, what is it that we can do to bring this forward? I love the idea of showing history. It's just like the thing I just talked about with the, uh, anonymous unvaccinated reporting system. Wow. Well, gee, that sounds like something we've seen before or, you know, the gold star or what we're seeing now. Uh, actually, I heard about the, the world war, the start of world war one, but the history lesson I got in school didn't sound anything like what actually happened. And, you know, one of them's wrong. Right. And I, I tend to think it's, it's, it's uh, the one that I learned in school. Uh, <laughs> So part of the problem isn't just that they don't know, but we're also being misinformed. And I think that this is a big issue with the people that are more educated. Like I said in that quote from my friend, it's, it's uh, the, the, the more educated are more rigid. They're more stuck with it, right? Uh, yeah. Is there a way, uh, because you are dealing with more informed people and you are dealing in that, that realm, have you found any techniques or any ways that are helpful to get through to people that are, you know, too educated to learn from anyone else. Let's just say that. Well, first of all, I, I will have to say that I totally agree. It seems uh, that the more educated people are, I mean, that means the longer they have been in school and university, the less likely they are uh, to be freedom fighters. This is just on my, uh, based on my subjective observation. I can see who are joining my, my political party. And uh, it, we have a lot of builders and IT people and just ordinary uh, citizens. We have almost no uh, nobody with a with a master's degree in anything they 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 i don't know whether they're afraid or, or whatever but i think that they have been brainwashed by the system that's my my take and i i compare it to being in a cult if you believe these these blatantly obvious lies it, it is like being in a cult and then i read a couple of books about uh, cult following and I'm particularly interested in how do you how do you get people out of these cults and um, the, 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 the good news here is that the success rate actually is very, very high. It's between 75 and 90 percent. And, and you, you, don't know, you don't normally have uh, such a high success rate uh, as a psychologist or a, a, a therapist if you are dealing with someone who has depression or anxiety or something else. You know, you're down in the 20, 30 percent success uh, range at best. So... The good news here is that it is actually quite easy to get people out of this uh, brainwashing. And, um, and to sum it up, uh, they, what you have to do is you have to put them in a situation where they do not listen to mainstream media, that they are taken totally away from the brainwashing, and then you, they need to be a minority because the, most people are followers. They just want to, to, to do what everybody else is doing. So... If you put uh, someone who is suffering from this uh, cult derangement uh, syndrome here, or whatever you should, we should call it, and that you put them into um, into situations with with a large group, or, or even just uh, a majority of people who are aware of what's going on, it's it, they, it's it's quite easy to to get them out of this uh, tranche. So that is the good news. And that, that, that is, I think, something that is encouraging and, and which is actually, it, it ought to encourage more people speaking out, but try to be strategic about it. Try to do it when you are two against one or three against one, or even if you are at a, at a, in a gathering, a cocktail party or, or in a work situation, 
don't I mean don't 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 speak up if you are only one because you you would be outnumbered and and laughed upon and you they will make fun of you. But even if you are just two or three or four, and uh, you say something and then you have two or three other people agreeing with you, then you start shaking them. Uh, so th- th- this seems to be quite encouraging, um, and I can I, I can see that from similar stories when I when I, after I read the book and I, I'm looking at who actually have woken up and how did that happen. So I think that is a strategy we we are trying to follow in my my party, uh, joining forces, being being you know three or four people talking. Well, you know, person. Matt, I have had a success myself uh, with with talking to people and and having them you know basically having the scales fall off their eyes. And the way I haven't had the advantage of having multiple people, but what I have had is the uh, asking them a really uh, non-confrontational question about yeah. something that they're they're standing behind, and then and then if you can just figure out how to word it in a question that isn't going to trigger them, that oftentimes also and a lot uh, instead of saying oh it's this way, it's like well you know why do you why do you feel this way or what what makes you believe this or how is it that you know what, however that works I don't know it depends on the topic but. I've also found that to be effective because not all of us, like I, I am actually kind of a, a lone wolf naturally and uh, I'm an introvert. And so for me, I'm not a group person, but I, I, I do think that I, I totally agree with what you're saying. If you have that advantage, great. But if you don't have the advantage, you can still be effective. I think. You know? I love, I love hearing the examples that both of you are giving and I, hoping that our audience will take it to heart because uh, we need everyone we can get on that battlefield. And uh, those are really creative ideas. I'm really happy to hear that. And, and I also think that there's more good news on this one because I think it's, it's clear to me that, that, that some of these people uh, running this uh, Event 201 playbook and, and Rockefeller's lockstep from 2010 playbook, they want a war between civil, a civil war, basically between vaxxed and unvaxxed people. They want us to fight against each other, and I actually have come to the conclusion that that they're not very successful at that because even if the people that that I talk to who are vaxxed, I mean, we have a respect for each other. They they I feel that they respect me, my views, and that I'm fighting for for freedom. And they still take the jab, and they don't hold it against me that I am um, am fighting. So uh, I, I, I think that um, we, 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 it could have turned out really bad that, that, uh, that, they, that the vaxxed and the unvaxxed would have street fights and, 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 uh, and, and fighting each other and so on. But I, I, it, 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 I, think, it, it, I think there are so many examples of, of vaxxed people being generous to unvaxxed people and vice versa. I, I mean, I had like a... A member of my party, she, she's a foreigner. She was taking her, her Danish exam uh, as a foreigner, and she, she was the only one who was not vaxxed, and uh, she didn't want to be tested or vaxxed or whatever. And then uh, the, 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 the teacher or the professor there, he could have sent her home, but instead he, he said, no, you know what? You can sit in this in your own room next door. So they found a solution, and there are so many examples of this, uh, and that is definitely not uh, I believe uh, what Bill Gates and um, and the well, power shouldn't be a plan. 
We're at yeah. break time, but I wanted to say one thing about that before we lose that thought. And that is, you know, I've talked to people and, and everyone that I have talked to that has not taken the vaccine has no vaccine. I didn't take the vaccine remorse, but there's a lot of people that do. And we need to support those people uh, as they come out of this. And I do think that there is one thing that's backfiring. And this whole thing with Afghanistan is uniting. And I don't know anyone who's dissenting from the view that that we that we didn't do it right, that we need to help people. So I think that there are big cracks. But right now we're at break. So tonight's show is uh, to jab or not to jab with Malt Talbot. And we will be back right after the break. It's funny because I think, you know, I went through my crazy phase where I made mistakes before the internet and before social media and before any of this. Whereas now you can't do that. There's no such thing. So what you're saying about black and white and what it does is it stops people expressing themselves. People are too frightened. It's like, you know, I want to say something, but if, what if I use the wrong term? But I remember a story a couple of years ago where Benedict Cumberbatch, who at the time was a darling in the media's eyes, was complaining about the disparity between the treatment of um, black actors and of white actors. And, and he was sticking up and saying, you know, they're not getting paid as well. They're not getting the jobs that they should be getting. And they're being, there is no equality. But what he said was, there isn't equality for colored actors. Well, you've said colored there, Benedict. You can't do that. And so they went for him and he was vilified and he had to come out and do a big apology. Now, what it was, it was, it was a slip of the tongue. He's obviously not racist. He's actively trying to say that there is discrimination and he's trying to stick up for that community. But he was vilified and attacked. And that's what happens now. And so when people make their mistakes now, they make their mistakes on the internet. They make their mistakes on social media where they're screenshotted forever. And so... I think that's all part of the conditioning that people are frightened. You know, if you're in a position where I don't know what to say, I don't know what to say, in the end, you'll go, well, I won't say anything then. The fallout of this is going to be extraordinary with that because people don't realize, you know, when you, 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 you're phoning up the police and grassing on your neighbors and when all this ends, they're still going to be your neighbors and you're still going to have to live next door to them. And good luck with that. Hello everyone, my name's Gareth Ike. It's been a pleasure to talk on the other side of the news. Fantastic conversation with Kinthea, Timothy and Annetta. And I wish you all the best with a fantastic podcast. side of midnight.com talk radio with pictures on demand
liberate your hyperdimensional time scale and nonlinearly access over 400 hours of conversation at the cutting edge of science and thought. Join Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive content that fits your interests and time schedule. Filter episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs $9.95 a month, $0.33 cents a day. Talk radio with pictures on demand. The other side of midnight.com. Here's the big word, law. It stands for land, air, water. When you are born and you come into this world, you're born on the land not the water. That's what the bar operates in. That's their jurisdiction, the jurisdiction of the sea. Okay? Law stands for land common law. A stands for air, ecclesiastical law, canon law. And W stands for water, which is admiralty maritime law. That's what lawyers are trained in, which is contract law. It's the difference between legal and lawful is legal applies to that which is incorporated, right? Legal persons, which are fictions that are created when we're born. That's what the birth certificate represents people. Okay, it's very disturbing when you understand that truth. For the other side of the news, my name is Christopher James, and I just wanted to give my full support to these wonderful people who are bringing incredible light forward at this time and moment in our world. The truth has never been more important, and I was incredibly blessed to be with them and share with them enormous truths on our very first interview, and I'm looking forward to coming back and seeing our world finally coming together under one hood, under one understanding that there's truly only one of us, and that there's only love that matters in this world, and this one truth is going to save our world, and I'm so blessed to be able to bring this forward and share this light with my fellow man and woman from this show this evening. So support them all you can moving forward, an incredible bunch of people, and Godspeed. So welcome back to the other side of the news. Our guest tonight is Mass Palsby. And uh, I have to say, Mass, I was totally impressed by what your daughter did, even after they had convicted her, that she managed to turn that around. Um, that's amazing. I, I hope that more of our people will take that as an inspiration. Can you just illuminate a little bit more about how, how the... I would say the inner strength that she had to do that because that's what we're all needing is courage, right? We're needing courage to stand up to the bully system. And if you could speak a little bit about her character and what was it that propelled her to take such an action? Yeah, I I, I think that, um, I mean, first of all, I want to say that, uh, that all my, all, all my three kids uh, and my wife, uh, they're all supporting uh, me. They're all freedom fighters and I, I'm very proud of them. And, um, 
Yeah, my, my, my daughter, she was convicted as an absentee. She didn't show up at court. And then she had two, two weeks to complain. And uh, we did that. And, and we, won, we, we won because um, basically they, they, they have to tell us the truth somewhere. So, I, of course, the, the executive order that you have to poke your nose on arrival in Denmark is an announcement. It, it, it's, in, it's not even a law. It, it, it's way, way inferior to the Constitution. And that's why we won it. And I found on the government Corona page, I found a place, you have to read it. If you just open it up and you read it, you're an ordinary citizen. And it says, you're, it, it, it's so confusing. It's red, it's yellow, it's an it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, orange country, whatever. And you have to take a test when you're arriving in Denmark. It's a recommendation. It's not, it's, it's not a demand. They cannot demand it. And if you read the whole thing through, somewhere they write, if you are a Danish citizen, or a legal resident in Denmark, you are not uh, required to take a test. So, mm-hmm. so they, 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 they always tell the truth. They always tell mm-hmm. the truth. Just like the WHO, they go out and say that the, the PCR test doesn't work and uh, you know, the masks don't work. They, they always tell the truth. So it's all, all voluntary what they're doing. Can you say more about this giving notice? Well, where does that fit in? Why? Why? What's the system behind this? Giving giving notice. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, their strategies. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so uh, two two different things on giving notice. So so they the um, I believe that this is uh, World War Three. I believe it's a spiritual war, and it's clear to me that when you say no, you get away with it, mm-hmm. and. And you, if you stand up, you win. But it's just so few people who stand who 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 stand up. Um, I believe that that what the the enemy wants is they want parents to vaccinate their little children, beautiful little babies, with poison. That's what they want. They want the, their, their 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 kids to go to school, and they they, they want the, the the parents to accept that their little children are being poked up their nose three times a week. Uh, tested. Uh, that's what they want. They want to humiliate humanity. There's nothing more humiliating and demeaning to wear a mask. This, right. is, this is what they did to slaves for hundreds and hundreds of years. This is, um, this is uh, demeaning. And even the Egyptians two and a half thousand years ago, it was a torture to poke slaves that had been unruly. They poked them up their nose. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. you know that I'm having a personal experience with that right now because my stepson, who has been staying with me this week, he's 12, and he goes to this middle school. And uh, yesterday they sent out a text message to the parents saying that three kids had come down with COVID. You know, it's just cold. <laughs> it's not, yeah. you know. And now we're going to have to test everybody. So fortunately, his father said, no, don't send him to school. And then I don't know how long we're going to keep him out of school, but they're using that as a ruse to start force testing everyone. And when we were signing him up for this semester, it was saying, do you want your children to be vaccinated? All through the school literature is this stuff about COVID nonsense. So it's, really sad to see that happening in families all around the world where they're risking our children and the parents are so naive. They're so complacent. I mean, I just don't get it. 
<laughs> well, the thing is, they are not allowed to ask the parents whether their kids are vaccinated. That's illegal. That's breaking the GDPR regulation. You are not allowed to ask about other people's health uh, uh, status. Or, or it's, 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 it, it simply is gross uh, mal, 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 malfeasance. It's, it's, it, they cannot do this. Mm-hmm. And, and we, are, we are now... Uh, in Denmark, we are uh, complaining uh, and and we are also reporting them to the police. And and I mean, we're winning this. I mean, in the there's a um, just from the Ministry of Education, they wrote out to uh, some of the Danish we call college we call them gymnasium. They wrote out to the to the Danish college. They wrote out to them that you cannot demand that a, that a, a pupil is vaccinated to take part in education you cannot do it so it's 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 a huge victory and now and and of course the teachers are so so used to certainly in denmark asking their children about all sorts of private personal information they do it all the time it's like the inquisition you know and uh, and they get away with it and that's why they just continue to do this now with with the corona they ask you know are you uh, are you uh, are, are you is your parents vaccinated? Your mother vaccinated? Right. Your they, they have no shame. No shame. But we are fighting big now. Big time. Great. Well, you know, here in the U.S., we have, have the HIPAA. That's our equivalent of medical privacy. And unfortunately, parents don't know about that either. Oh, goodness. Where do we go? Where do we go with all this? May I make a suggestion? Um, the... I've recently read or heard somebody speak. I honestly can't remember. It's been such a lot of material we've been through in the last few weeks. But somebody was suggesting um, an idea which seems to make a lot of sense to me, and that is to each or the parents of each pupil at school, each student at school or university, whichever it is, should write a letter um, to the head of the school, the school manager, headmaster, whatever, you know, whatever top dog is in that particular establishment and to state that this is a uh, formal notice that under no circumstances at all will my son, my, my daughter, whoever be permitted to have a vaccination without my permission. And I think it should be a registered mail or, or you know, recorded delivery, whatever you want to call it, depending on which country you are and to request a reply uh, which then can be held on file. Now, that's going to generate an awful lot of paperwork. It's also going to be, I would have thought, a way of bypassing this um, suggestion or you know, what you were saying, Maz, about how, in a way, they, 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 they tell the truth, but people feel obliged to do something because they've been misled or the truth line has been twisted. So that could be a way forward. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, we we are we are actually doing that, writing notices of liability to. At the moment, we are going going out to school leaders, so the the head of of colleges, uh, and all uh, you know also in the in the uh, in the public school we call it in Danish, and all the the leaders there, we're giving them notice of liability, basically saying you know you you might you might be liable uh, in the Nuremberg 2.0 in the future, you might be liable for what you're doing. Um, so, so can a non-parent do that? I mean, like, 
for instance, if you don't have children in the school system, you could still go ahead and write them a letter. Yes, you could. Everybody okay. can do it. Because if, mm-hmm. if, you are, if you are aware that somebody is committing a crime, it, it is, in a way, our duty to, 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 to report it and, um, and, and, and okay. say something. And is this a letter you would also send to the police? Because you mentioned sending a letter to the police, and that was the first time I've heard that strategy. Yes, we we have done that. I mean, for example, we did that when they put in put up the the, the mask mandate. I mean, it could have gone very bad. It could have become as bad as in Germany. But what 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 happened was the police forgot to write all the exemptions because again. It, it is voluntary. It's a spiritual war. So they say that you have to wear a mask, only you don't have to wear it. If it's uncomfortable and you can't breathe, then you don't have to wear it. So basically, you don't have to wear it because right. it is uncomfortable and you cannot breathe. And even the, 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 the work protection uh, regulation is that you are, not, you are not allowed to wear it more than 20 minutes. This is the, the, the health regulations that we've been using for, 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 for several, many, many, many years. And now we are demanding children to wear them for eight hours straight. So clearly it is wrong. Clearly it must be obvious for everybody. So, but nevertheless, the police forgot to put up these these exemptions. So what we did, we made a demonstration in front of the head of the police. We we came there, gave a notice of liability to the head of the Danish police. His secretary came out. She took it. I had a nice conversation with her. And the same evening, they they put up the, the exemptions on the police homepage. Good for you. Exactly. Great. That meant we could, when we made our made our demonstrations all over Denmark, when restaurants were, were requiring masks and the and the trains and so on, we would ask you know uh, you know you can just look at the police, look at the police homepage. Here's here's the exemption. If you can't breathe, you know, uh, and and you feel suffocated, you don't have to wear a mask. End of story. So so I think that is one of the reasons why. Um, why, it, if you if you didn't want to, you you didn't have to. So the people wearing masks are either the believers, the cult followers, and then of course the huge, large, massive group of people who do, just do not want to have any hassle. They don't want to to risk having people frowning at them, or saying you should wear a mask and all that. And they don't want to have all this. So it's easier for them just to to wear a mask. So but I'm I think, curious. Go ahead. No, I, I just want to say that if you if you wear a mask, you are supporting. Uh, the enemy. It's a satanic. It's a satanic ritual to wear a mask. It's a satanic ritual. It's demeaning yeah. to. So that, that's where I wanted to go more. Is like you mentioned a spiritual war, and I'm wondering if you could illuminate a little more what you mean about that, and and how that relates to people who don't want to go against. I mean, you know, are they not spiritual or just asleep? I'd like to hear your thoughts on what you mean by a spiritual war. Well. I mean, I know more about Europe than America, uh, obviously, because I live here and never lived in America. But, but I, in my view, there's an, a, a massive war on Christianity, on traditions, on culture, on national identity. There's a massive war on that. Uh, so a lot of people, they, are, they think they're atheists. They think that's the right thing. And, and, and it, they, they think that it's, it's, it's not the right thing to be Christian. It's not the right thing to to um, have all these values. So, so it, it's, it's all part of the, part of the brainwashing that, um, that is wrong to, to um, mm-hmm. you know. See, I see here in America, there is certainly an assault on Christian values, but there also seems to be an assault on us being spiritual beings. They're, they're 
tending more towards transhumanism yeah. and uh, making us more less feeling, more automatons. And yeah. so there's, uh, in my my experience, it's an acknowledgement that we are spiritual beings, eternal beings, and whatever our uh, religious tradition is, it could be Christian, it could be, it could even be Muslim. You know, I know many Muslims that are deeply rooted in the love of the eternal one. And um, so that I really get this as a war against our multidimensional self, that we are now in a place where we stand on a precipice uh, where humanity is making a huge leap to acknowledge that we are multidimensional beings and they are trying to trap us in the 3d, you know, the, the material plane reminds me of Madonna's song. You know, I'm a material girl. Yes. Annetta. Their their big thing that they're most afraid of is that, that we wake up and realize what we actually are and how powerful we are because see as, as multidimensional or spiritual beings or that we're having a, a physical uh, experience in a, we're actually spiritual beings having a physical experience. That whole idea that we're massively powerful and have been asleep at the wheel. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is if you're of the other cult, uh, if you're of the satanic, they, they don't have the same power. That's why they have, they're dependent on the spells, the rituals, all of that. We don't need all of that. We have it automatically built in. We're part of the larger uh, mm-hmm. self or the larger, the larger being, which is the, the God, which, which is interesting because you, see, you don't need religion to have that. You, you just have to acknowledge what we actually all are. And the right. religious is the man-made layer on top of it. I'm, I'm anti-religion, but I'm quite spiritual. I don't have any conflict there. So what I, what I think they're trying to do is to, a, suppress it so you don't wake up and discover how powerful you actually are. And that will be the consciousness. And that's why they've done all this stuff to suppress consciousness. And we can go into that in great detail. Mm-hmm. We have in other shows about, you know, the poisoning of us so that we are brain dead, so that our, our uh, pineal gland calcifies. So all these things are happening. So we're, you know, we're, we're shut off. We're not. But I, I do think that that's it. And if you look at... <clears throat> And I'm, and I'm sure uh, Maz would, would, would agree and have stories about this. I would like you to step in here, but uh, that they have a, a cult that does not have that kind of power. It, it's uh, well acknowledged that that's not you know, dark. The dark, uh, the dark side or the satanic side is dependent on this other, other stuff. And that it's, uh, it's not inherent. Yeah. Uh, if, if you would just repeat that last sentence, because you dropped out. Uh, what did I say? Uh, hmm. They have uh, a cult. Oh, the, the, yeah. In their cult, it's 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 in um, in their cult. It is not inherent that they have the power. It is not part of it. It's they have. That's why they're limited in creativity, etc. We we have the creativity. They don't have the ability to create out of nothing. They only have the ability to replicate and, and do the same thing. And uh, do you see it that way, Moss? Yeah, I, I think we're, we're definitely on the same page on this. And um, the way I like to say it is that, that yeah, personally, I'm a Christian, but that's my private, uh, uh, my, 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 that's my private um, thing. Uh, but but my party is secular, so we're trying to 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 solve to deal with 
with secular issues. But I think that even people who are atheists, if they look into it, they, they will have to agree that the enemy is very religious and they believe in the other guy. It's, it's, it's so, I mean, they tell you in all their, with all their symbols and everything they do, it's, it's very, very evil. It's very um, demeaning to human beings. And, and imagine that, that they, they, they own all this money. They own all the, multi, the, the multinational corporations. They, they have usurped the, the, the power to create money from the people. They own the, the central bank. The Federal Reserve is privately owned. A lot of other central banks are privately owned or privately controlled. The banks are issuing the money, not the, the, not the, the, the national banks, not the people. And even though they have all this money and they control the educational system, the mainstream media, and they're still not, they're still not winning. They're still not winning. So um, it is a spiritual war and we have a chance. We just need to be, have more and more people waking up. We have to be, have, be more and more people who, 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 who just say no. Say no. Don't wear the mask. Don't take the jab. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I can't agree I'm more. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to stand up in, in just one little thing. And the other thing is, is about this whole thing with religion. I mean, this is, a, this is a sticky point for a lot of people, but I grew up in a Christian household and I actually espouse Christian values, but it doesn't mean that I agree with the whole denomination thing. But th- that doesn't make me a, a non-Christian either. And I, I think that there's a lot of this division that's been seeded, has been seeded by them to separate, to divide, to make us all in different camps. And the truth is, is to be a good human being is to espouse the same values that are in all the different religions at their base, which is love. And they, they want us to look at everything else and to look at all the differences. I totally, I totally agree, a hundred percent to agree. I mean, for me, there's a, there are two religions. I mean, there are, the, there are those who believe in God and those who believe in in uh, Satanism. Those are the two, basically, observants. And and they, yeah, and atheist, I believe, are just someone who has not made their mind up yet what they right. what they want to do. And mm-hmm. I really, I really uh, like to underline what Annette said about love because. Even a small child that hasn't learned anything knows how to love. That's where we activate that multidimensional being that we are is the ability to love. So if you don't have a religion that you are practicing, the very fact that you're able to love is the demonstration of the eternal being that you are, the eternal one that you are in expression. We are extensions of that eternal one in expression. I totally agree. Well, another reflection of this is how technology, I mean, Matt, you, you're talking before about how you know, the brainwashing, the, the, the dumbing down, the, the programming has been going on for an awful long time. I mean, how, when, when did it start? It's a question maybe we'll never know the answer to, but certainly the last uh, 100 years, it, you know, there's a definite paper trail you can see all the way back to there, which is clear as day. Uh, but it, but it continues. I mean, while kids are not in school, they're, they're having this illusionary education system via Zoom. Um, they're also, you know, while they're they're showing their face, they're also playing TikTok. And uh, where did TikTok come from? And oh, guess what? It's free. Uh, another thing is like Fortnite. Yeah, that's free. Uh, free to download. And you know, I even question things on on a more sort of administration level which is 
you know, how many times are you just searching something on your browser and then up comes an advert for an app? I think there's one called Grammarly or something, which I saw this week, which keeps them coming up. I keep you know, deleting it, but it keeps coming back. And apparently it is something which you can, you know, sign up to. It's totally free and it will uh, ghost read, ghost write all your communications. It will check your spelling and then it will also check your grammar. Well, that's wonderful, isn't it? If you, if you think it is a real aid. But on the other hand, you look on the other side, it's actually uh, reading the information you're creating and choosing different words than perhaps you would have chosen yourself perhaps uh, augmenting or twisting the meaning potentially, all while allowing you know, somebody without a, a, a strong um, in, in an inquisitive mind to actually just dumb down and say, okay, what the hell, you know, the cat sat on the mat and, you know, Grammarly all right, the, the feline mammal uh, sat on the, you know, luxurious shag pile carpet or whatever it is. And, and it will just make people switch off even further so I think the technology aspect is also something which is, is happening, obviously, social media, but also even the dramas and the movies. They're all showing people um, gold states that, that you know, people on one level or even a subliminal level are attracted to to follow. And it's not just Christianity. Um, there's, a, there's a lot going on in Islam as well. I mean, while... There's an intensive mosque building um, project going on, on in, in my part of the world. Uh, there is also still, you know, multiple three-hour dramas every week where, you know, it's all about sex, drugs, rock and roll, cheating, um, you know, affairs. It, it, it's all about how people are divorcing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, if I look around me, I, I find it difficult to count the number of couples that are still married, actually. I don't know if that's typical of here, but um, sorry, typical of where you are, but it's certainly typical of where I am. So there's an awful lot going on with social engineering, and one has to ask the question again: Where does it come from? Where's the origin of all of this? And is it part of the big plan, or am I just being paranoid? Mads, do you have any thoughts about your boots on the ground? Yeah, well, I, I agree Denmark? with you. No, I agree with you. It, it, I think it's part of the plan to break down families. So they want promiscuity. They want, uh, you know, they, they, they show all the, the, the movies. Um, is always about uh, you have multiple sexual partners before you are very old. And, yeah, it, it's, it's basically, uh, you know, breaking down the family values. I mean, you know, I mean, if you... I mean, it's probably going to be difficult to fall deeply in love when you had 200 sexual partners, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't tried in 200, so I don't know, but I would have thought so, right? So, uh, One of the things I, I think is true here is that if we break down, if, there, if the, the family is broken down and the, the basic value that this country, at least, was established on, uh, the sense of community, the sense of helping each other, etc., it's much easier to again, brainwash or induct these people into the cult thinking because they don't have any support system around them. And, you know, uh, we're, we're basically a, a herd animal, uh, some more herdy than others, but still, you know, with, if you erode everything around someone that could support them and, and create this feeling like there's no support, well, the, the, here's the cult over here. It will support you. 
maybe I'm wrong, but it seems that way. Dear ones, we're at break time. <laughs> so you're listening to the other side of the news. Our amazing guest tonight is Mass Palsby, and we shall return after the break. For the Green Revolution 2.0 is called Gates Ag One, and it's highly funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates. The mission statement is all about how we must accelerate the deployment of new technologies to indigenous farmers, and it's going to help them with climate change. Right? It all, again, it all ties back to that. And we must go in and take their heirloom genetics away from them. Right? These these precious, uh, hardy, resilient seeds that have fed those people in various parts of the world. For generations, for, for hundreds of generations in some cases, and replace them instead with newly genetically engineered, CRISPR modified, bastardized. That's why I say they're defiling the food supply. Ag tech, as it's called. And so this is why we now need to introduce the idea of a acute food crisis. And I would suggest that they have engineered, and we're staring right now down the barrel of. This is the, the urgency in tonight's conversation uh, of an engineered food shortage. And they will use this food shortage, which you're starting to see now around the world, especially as the big bread baskets have started to experience crop failures. And they're shutting down their exports of grains, corn and soybean prices are rising precipitously. That means that the countries that depend on those exports, the net importers, are all already experiencing food crises. And so this is spreading around the world right now. And what will happen as we, you know, as we get through this is you'll see the media and these think tanks and the UN, all these, all these players will point at the problem. It's just the Hegelian dialectic again, right? They'll say, now you see, because of climate change, mm-hmm. this is why we're having these food shortages and of course the pandemic. And this is why, this is why we have to move into indoor vertical farms and lab-grown meat. And this, you, there's no option. Now, now you feel the pain, and now you see why we've been doing this. We've had your interests at heart the whole time. We're from the government. We're here to help. <laughs> right? So the, the, there, there's an acute crisis situation that we're now walking into. And that will be used to bring all of this nasty technology in. This is Christian Westbrook with the Ice Age Farmer, and you're listening to the other side of the news. Good evening, and welcome back to the other side of the news. Tonight, our guest, Mad Alvik, is here, and our show is to jab or not to jab. And we have been having a conversation with all of us about what this is, what's really going on. Are we involved in a, a spiritual war? And the consensus, at least between the four of us here, is yes, most definitely. And it's interesting, as I was uh, here, I had a, I have a feed going, and uh, a friend of mine sent this to me, and it showed up while we're recording this show. So we're, we're talking uh, while we're... Uh, uh, what, 
while we're uh, doing the show, and it says, recently the George Floyd mural and the Washington Monument were struck by lightning. Now the White House is struck by lightning a few hours after 13 U.S. troops were killed in the Kabul airport attack. And my friend puts on here, uh, non-believers better get right with God because he's coming for you. And so, like, there's a lot of different views here, but isn't this interesting how we're seeing all of this stuff unfold? What I'm noticing, and I'd like to get your comment on what's going on in Denmark, but what I'm noticing over here is a lot of people are, are, are pondering this question about their spirituality and not necessarily about religion. We're talking about their spirituality rather and their belief system. So you can have just as strong a belief system either way. I'm seeing so much of that happen. People that never gave it a thought are, are really, you know, it's really becoming prominent in their minds. Do you see that happening where you are or in Europe? I, I definitely see it for freedom fighters and the unvaccinated people. Um, I'm afraid that it's not going so well with the vaccinated people. Um, that's my gut feeling. I, I hope I'm wrong. Um, so I, I thought I, I'm really worried about uh, what's in these uh, vaccines. Um, are they also killing the spirituality of these people? They are, I mean, they're, they're full of poison. They are carcinogenic. They are destroying fertility. They are, some of them are mRNA, so they're changing the DNA. And um, all vaccines, according to Dolores Cahill, who's a personal friend of mine, um, since 1989 have been uh, full of mercury. And now the, 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 these corona vaccines are filled up with graphene oxide. And I hear that uh, graphene oxide is what they, used to when they, what they use when they are creating drones. And then you have also the 5G network and the, the electromagnetic pulse signals. They can uh, affect people's mood. They can make them very aggressive, very happy, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm really worried about uh, this spirituality when it comes to the to vaccinated people. What's happening with this cocktail of mercury, graphene oxide, and 5G? How programmable are they going to be? I mean, it seems that there are a, lot of, a lot of people are very programmable just by the lies in mainstream media and the educational system. But what if they are actually going to be able to be programmed? One of the comparisons, which I think is very very interesting to look at at the moment is if you compare the, um, the if you compare mercury with graphene oxide itself then there are three key similarities between between both of them and that is first of all they're both excellent electrical conductors secondly they are both excellent um, magnetic uh, conductors or they actually can create magnetism when they are affected um, or literally movement when they're affected by electricity. And thirdly, they also can be affected by radio frequency. Now, is graphene oxide therefore the upgrade from mercury? I mean, okay, let, let's go back to one more important point as well. They're both lethal to human life as well. We shouldn't forget that one. So is, is graphene oxide an upgrade from mercury? Um, because not only are televisions hypnotic in terms of their, their programming, what they actually show, but the actual television itself is something which is capable of bringing people into a hypnotic state. And there's a patent that exists that, that you know, shows, demonstrates this. So 
presumably if a television or even let's say um, an oscillating light which has um, because you, you also have uh, the possibility to, to even have Wi-Fi, not via radio frequency, but via you know light. Um, so presumably we we walk through different environments which are toxic with radio frequencies and you know, televisual programming and light, uh, which can affect either mercury or graphene oxide. So I, I really wonder if this is something which is, goes back as long as vaccines go back, as long as they've had mercury in them, maybe it's an interface, an interface which makes people more susceptible to, to being programmed, mood change. You know, let, let's just say somebody's watching TV and, you know, today there are X number of cases uh, due to an inappropriate PCR uh, process. Uh, therefore, dot, 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 this means COVID. So let's just say a little buzz goes out there, point, maybe it releases dopamine into the system which is another whole annex we can go into as well, uh, proven by various experiments with mice. So literally people could be being programmed in front of our very eyes. Uh, and it may well explain why some people are totally asleep and other people are not. So I, I think the science is there, the technology is there. It seems the will is there of uh, what I call the term the minority. So is this, you know, the, the secret in plain sight that has been guiding humanity for the last hundred years? Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, it clearly is something that uh, the powers that shouldn't be uh, very interested in is controlling mankind. That's really, I, I believe that uh, there's plenty of evidence to support that. Um, and, uh, and I also also think that now they're talking about first it was one vaccination then it was two and now they're talking about a, a boost of third and we stumbled upon um, an application from the from the health department um, our cdc um, to the ministry of finance they wanted about uh, 15 million dollars to to, um, to 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 study the experiment of vaccination so, so the vaccination program in Denmark and from I'm sure everywhere else, it's an it's an experiment, and it lasts till 2023. So they they um, they wanted to 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 study um, the, the 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 side effects with this vaccination. But the important point I'm coming to is that in that document they write that the expected time for in, in, for people who take the jab. For, the, for them to be immune is between two to three months only. So that means that, that, that the, the, our CDC basically in that document says that Danish people will have to be vaccinated four to six times a year. And if that's the case, that might be, that, that, then that might be a way for them to gradually see how much graphene oxide can we pump into a human being. That's my guess. What they're doing. But it's, it's also in, in the on the tips of the PCR, and uh, you know, also I believe it's in the uh, some of the other protection gear as well. So I mean, in the, in the masks, we, we've seen it, it's very difficult to gain the absolute truth from from the noise when there's so much noise out there. However, you know, I, I've read 
uh, reports. There was a recently a Spanish um, report made where by, I think this was proven, I mean, that was actually when the graphene oxide came to the surface. I mean, it's been around for a long time, but that's when that subject came to the surface, I think. Um, it, what, what I'm intrigued by is how global rollouts, it does not happen at the same time with every country, not even with every hemisphere, but it does seem to happen in patterns. For example, you mentioned earlier, and also I, I talked about in the opening, about how uh, obviously Denmark has, has made a decision to abolish all COVID measures before October the 1st, maybe sooner. And one of the reasons in when I translated the Danish to English um, was the due to the summertime when there is less of uh, influenza or less cold viruses that are available around, then we should use this, this quiet time to relax the, uh, you know, the measures. And also what I saw this morning um, from the same, I think, a very similar German statement was the same reason in, in this sort of quiet time when the summer is, is you know, less, co uh, less likely for people to have influenza and, 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 and uh, cold virus and so on. This is the right time to, to actually think about this for a couple of weeks. And again, moving on, Germany is taking two weeks out, stopping or pausing or vaccination, but taking two weeks to concentrate what's happening. And then also the uh, Pfizer um, announcements with the two different types of vaccines with new names, new names that we haven't really been brought, you know, brought to our attention previously, but unusual names. So now there are two letters, two different licenses. One is emergency, one is uh, apparently a normal license for use. Uh, the normal use one is not available, but the emergency use one still is. So again, it's so much more, so many more bullets for this sort of oozy machine gun to cause cognitive dissonance. It's just unbelievable. I think that this, personally, I think all of this is still part of the strategy. I think it's all part of the, the calm before the storm. It's this iterative um, undulation between peak and trough. I think you know, the governments of the world have no other uh, excuses, uh, certainly in the Northern Hemisphere anyway, but to say, well, actually, there's not a lot going on now. Um, but let's just let everybody relax a little bit. But it then sets the the play for them to turn up the volume in the, in the coming weeks or coming months. I hope it isn't that way, but it just looks that way to me, unfortunately. Can you can you sort of go along nope. with that, Matt? Or, or? I, I, again, I agree with you. I think it's um, it, it's the quiet before the storm. I mean, they, they are abolishing these corona measures by the, the, the between the 1st and the 10th of September. Uh, I believe that they're going to invent a new uh, Epsilon or Omega variant, uh, and then they're going to lock down the country again as soon as the flu season starts. So I'm 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 100% convinced about that, and and um, and also they they kind to they're going to say that this is a, a reward for so many Danes that have been taking the jab. So the, the people who are vaccinated are the good guys, right? Mm. Are the bad guys. So that means that once the flu uh, season starts, they're going to blame it on the unvaxxed. Uh, so it's like kind of, you know, fits into the shaming strategy. And also, I think another thing um, a friend of mine pointed out to me is that the way they do it is it's like a, 
you know, a, a, a pumping heart. So they, they, it pumps out and goes, okay, now you need two masks on. Oh, now you only need one mask. Okay, now you need to be vaccinated. Oh, now you don't have to be vaccinated. Now you need a mask in the train. Okay, now only when you're, when you're standing up. So it's always, they, 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 they put on a lot of strong measures and then they take a little bit back and then put some strong measures, take a little bit back. And, it, and they do that all the time. And it, it, I guess it's part of the, part of confusing, uh, confused group, but it's also a strategy. That way they can get, get more and more done in a way. They, they can get imposed more on us. I mean, if they had said uh, in 1st of March last year, we're going to close down your country in 18 months, I believe there were, would have been more freedom fighters. But they said, oh, it's just two weeks you know, to flatten the curve. That's what they said, right? So it, it is, it's, it, they, are, they are masters of deceit. They, they believe in, 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 in Moloch, in, in Lucifer, the other guy, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, th- there are certain things that slip out as well. For example, I read this week in, in Iceland. I, I forget who said it now, but perhaps I can put the link up uh, later. Uh, the government of Iceland announced that the only way to gain uh, herd immunity is through natural immunity, which is basically to actually, you know, contract the the virus itself and create natural antibodies. Um, now that's that's an interesting observation. It comes out of the blue. I wonder why they need to say that. Or I mean, is that a truthful statement? Is that part of the strategy? On the other hand, you have in you know the United Kingdom for months. Uh, I think two three months ago, it, it was announced that. <laughs> through a leak, I don't really know how leaks happen, by the way, but through a document that came to, to the surface that stating that the UK government had already paid their marketing company to deal with the new season or winter season of, of you know, all, all the, the COVID measures and the, uh, the lockdowns and the procedures and, and everything else. So if the marketing company is already paid up and geared up and preparing for the new winter, then presumably... You know, they're expecting it, obviously. I mean, it, it, it's it's all it's all written, it's it's all strategized, and it's like a rollout. But what we don't see so much is is this rollout being um, obscured. And literally in Australia, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, the the truck drivers are threatening on a specific day of their choice to literally encircle cities or selected blocks of cities and government buildings and to park up their trucks to remove certain um, integral parts of the engine or braking system so these lumps of metal are not going to be very easy to move unless people have a huge helicopter or you know 150 tow trucks Um, and that's going to be like a lockdown a literal a literal physical lockdown now obviously in, in Australia, things are escalating. Um, but on the other hand, I heard from you almost almost a kind reaction that you were saying that sort of you know the vaccinated people in Denmark are tolerating uh, the unvaxxed and, and finding solutions so students can continue to to study with, in a different room, for example. So I mean that seems to me like a very um, balanced solution between people who have different beliefs. But in Australia, it's, it's escalating to rubber bullets and tear gas and, and pepper sprays and so on. Where, where do you see it going in Denmark? Do you, do you see that the sort of the gentle path? 
Well, I, I, I think there are a lot of crisis actors and false flag operations going on as well. I think that probably some of some of these these stories we saw in October last year with or November when it was uh, where you had all these Chinese people dressed up in white uh, hazmat suits uh, dragging people out of their windows and stuff like that. I'm not sure whether that was real or fake. And I think that some of the most atrocious uh, things with with the people being um, treated very badly uh, by by government officials, I I I I think that, that some of them are actually fake. Um, well, in some cases, the same policeman. I'm, I'm thinking of two examples in Australia where the same policeman was in both of these uh, sort of propaganda little movies to sort of show what happens if you if you don't toe the line. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, yeah, for example, I mean, the, the first uh, restaurant uh, owner who got a fine in Denmark when they started closing down at 10 p.m., so this was spring last year, and he, w- he would, of course, make um, a triangle with his fingers, you know, just like Angela Merkel does, the, the two, um, what do you say, the thumb and the two pointy fingers, what do you call it? You make a triangle that points down like Angela Merkel does, so he was just saying on television, don't worry, this is a Freemason operation, don't worry, we're totally in control, you know. So he would, get, he would officially get a fine of 10,000, but it was all, all, like, all, act, all acting so that people could understand that, that they have to close at 10 p.m. They, they cannot just stay open. And of course, later, the restaurants were closed for a while. So gradually, the, our freedom uh, is being taken away. So obviously the, the multinational corporations are open and mainstream small businesses are closed. Yeah, because the, the corona is not uh, operating in uh, in Walmart and uh, big big uh, corporations and um, liquor stores uh, and, and, and candy stores. But in all small uh, family-owned businesses, the corona is there. It's very dangerous to them, of course. That's the official story. So, yeah, it's... Uh... It's sad that, unfortunately, so many people are still buying this. Um, I mean, also, at the height of the, the lockdown, and it was so dangerous, to fl- you couldn't travel at all, whatever. I, I went to Germany a couple of times. I went to Switzerland uh, a couple of times. I went to Holland. I traveled. There was nobody on the border. I just drove straight across. Yeah. yeah. When I flew back from Miami to Istanbul last, uh, last end of last June, I went online and sort of selected my seat. It was one of the very first flights out of America back to Turkey at that time after the initial lockdown. Yeah. And online, it looked like half the plane was empty, that every other seat was empty. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was uh, you know, just quite surprised to see when I entered the plane, it was absolutely jam-packed with everybody <laughs> piled wow. on top of each other, every single seat taken. So once you're inside the plane, I don't know how it is now, uh, Flying, I've not I've not flown for a, a few months, but um, uh, no, actually that was a full flight as well. I went to the Ukraine fairly recently, and that was that was jam-packed flights as well. So yeah, it, it's it's very interesting to see. Um, this is this is illusionary. It, it's uh, it, it, it's as you say, it, it's almost like a you know, it's almost like training the, the, the public themselves to become their own crisis actors in, in, a, in an illusionary play that then supports the, the bullshit that comes out of the governments and the media. <laughs> it's self-democracy. Yeah. So 
the way to stop it is to, uh, uh, I guess, peacefully desist. It's, it's like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm absolutely not going to do this, which is, you know, it's easy to say, but unfortunately, some people get cornered from time to time. But, yeah, for uh, example, it's difficult to fly without wearing a mask because uh, the globalists have bought all, all, you know, all the all the airline all, all the airlines, right? So they, they 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 own everything. You don't have a choice. There's no free airline. You cannot go anywhere, right? No, I, I saw this week that the, I mean, the Airbus A380, the huge double decker plane, flown on it. It's an incredible piece of equipment, but. I believe that's been discontinued. It's like a new design. It was you know, in development for, for years. But clearly, Airbus are going to have to pay. They're not going to get their money back on this. Now, it comes back to the same point. It's these globalists who own it, I think, is it BlackRock and Vanguard own so many different avenues of almost everything. You know, if they own everything, and then therefore they have access to money, and, and let's, let's you know, be honest, you know, I think it's something like 30% of all the money in all the world has been printed since this January out of thin air. So wow. it, it, it's, that's, again, I cannot validate it. It's something I read. But if we, if we just use it as a touchstone for the moment, if that is true, and, and if all these companies can print money and they don't really care about money, it can't be about the money. It's about the power. If it's about the power, it comes back to the spiritual war again, which I guess, which we were talking about sort of 20 minutes ago. Mm. Yeah. And I, I also, that's also, I mean, I'm a former investment banker. I, I traded government bonds for many years. And a lot of people have been saying that's going to be another crash. It's going to be a crash. It's going to be a crash. But, but, but I've all along been saying that it's, it's not, they're, it's, they're not doing, making a crash because I'm, I'm trying to think, what, is, what would I do if I was them? I, 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 was, I would do exactly what they're doing, which is they are, of course, um, not printing money because they're not making banknotes, but they are typing uh, money. They're, they're producing digital money by typing uh, a lot of uh, ones with zeros into a computer. So they're producing money, and that way they are creating inflation in uh, and obviously they control all the prices of everything, food, oil, uh, real estate, equities, and so on. But, but by issuing a lot of money, that money goes into real estate and into equities. So that means the whole middle class, they, they, they don't like wearing a mask. They don't like that they have to vaccinate their children and, and, and being poked up the nose. But then they look at their equity portfolio, and they, they, it's going up. And they look at their real estate, the bank man, they, they, they're not worried about it anymore because they feel rich now. They have equity in their house. They never, they never feel, feel richer. So the entire middle class, um, they, they, they feel uh, that the government is doing something right because the economy is booming. They, they, find, they, they, they think this is great. So, they, so if, if they had crashed the, the economy, then the middle class would have not been wearing the mask. They would not have taken the jab. They would not accept the 5G system being set up uh, in their kids' school and every 100 meter. Um, so, of course, that's why they're doing it. They're producing all this money, all this uh, to, to, to make the, the middle class uh, fall asleep and accept mm-hmm. uh, this um, dystopian global dictatorship. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think regarding the, the currencies, 
I think the dollar is in free fall. And I think all of the fiat currencies, currencies which are tied to it are also in relative free fall. So if you look at each other and say, yeah, everything's fine, it's all good. But if you look from that free fall position, then you see other, other values, for example, I don't know, uh, gold, for example, silver, maybe even cryptocurrencies at times are, are sort of looking relatively high. And that's because the dollar and the fiat currencies are, are relatively low. Do you think there's any truth to that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, gold, gold and silver and real assets are, are going up in price uh, compared to to the fiat currencies. That's uh, that is correct. Yeah. Mm. Well, we're getting very near the end of the show. Is there anything you'd like to bring our attention to? For example, any of your movements, demonstrations, political parties, and so on. Is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I'm I'm um, I'm part of uh, World Freedom Alliance, and um, I'm also um, helping out with doctors for COVID ethics. We may we send notice of liability out to 33,000 German doctors, and I just read a week ago that more than 20,000 German doctors now refuse to vaccinate their patients. So, it seems to be working. Just uh, keep fighting, send notice of liability, make demonstrations, go out with flyers and just say no and just say no and just say no just keep fighting we're going to win this we will win this war excellent thank you man so despite the initial unpleasant realization of the truth you will see there is light at the end of the tunnel there is an increasing number of respected journalists writers politicians doctors lawyers influencers artists activists and innovators who are wide awake and are already making great impact All they require from you is to unplug from mainstream and social media propaganda, to make your own independent research, to stop acquiescing and to stand up for what you believe in with respect to others. Remember, you were born with power. You wake up each day with power. It's entirely up to you how you choose to retain or give it away. You've been listening to another live broadcast of The Other Side of the News. This 71st edition is entitled To Jab or Not to Jab and remains available to all listeners free of charge at www.theothersideofthenews.com. My name is Timothy Saunders, and together with Kintia and Annette Driscoll, offer special thanks to our return guest, Mad Palvi. We wish you all a very positive week. We look forward to reconnecting with you on our next edition next Friday. Good night. Mm-hmm.